Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. We are back, family. We are coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida, home of the mighty Mustangs. You are with Hurley Brown, the Get Down with Hurley Brown and my co-host, Kelvin Harris. Kelvin, man, it's been a crazy week. How you doing down there in Fort Myers, Florida, my brother? Oh, I can't complain. It was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. It's been a crazy week. Man, it's midseason already. We're already at the halfway mark for college football. And it's been a lot of crazy stuff that's going on. I tell you what. Clemson. Loses to Syracuse. Now, 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 listen to this, Vic. Clemson lost to Syracuse, who lost to Tulsa, who lost to Tulane, who was just beat by FIU and Butch Davis down there in Miami. Come on, man. Really? So, 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 so does, does that mean that FIU could beat Clemson? I mean, if you look at it that way, <laughs> Man, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. It, it, that, that was a really interesting game because when Kelly Bryant got hurt, it showed you how important one player can be for one team because uh, that whole dynamic changed. They basically turned into Florida when he got hurt. Oh, no, wow. no, no, this turned into Florida, Florida fans. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy, man. They got, a, they, they got a great defense. They basically ran the wishbone on offense. And that's what wow. Clemson turned. Wow. 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 Hey, I tell you what, we got a guest that just, just called in and let's, let's, um, let, let's go ahead and get Coach Hill going because I know he's got a busy time up there. Coach Donald Hill Ely, how you doing, Coach? What's going on there? What is it, downtown Brown? Man, it's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Coach Donald Hill Ely, the interim head coach at Alabama State. Coach, congratulations, man. You won the first game. Y'all hey, 0-5. Donald Hill yeah. Ely to the rescue. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Yeah, we, 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 we were facing a team that was 0-5, and, and as I told the players, we both was looking for their uh, – Little Chinese man named Win One Soon, so it looked like we found him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Win One Soon. Boy, that's a new one. I got to use that one. That's our hey, that, that's we're gonna have to send that to the Raiders. Win one soon. What what the Raiders lost dropped the last four in a row? Yeah, man. It's, it's man, been that a, thing hurt. You know, it's been a long year for a lot of folks, but it's still a lot of football left, baby. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, coach, again, congratulations on your first win, Alabama State. You were the head coach of Morgan State for a while. Hey, family, you know, forgive me for being rude, but let me formally introduce the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Donald Hill Ely. Coach Hill, longtime coach at Morgan State. I met Coach Hill when I first started coaching down at FIU, being out on the road. He does an amazing job out there recruiting. He's actually, he has recently, um, been touted as one of the guys if you need academic help. If, you, if you're if you in, in academic trouble at your school, he's established himself as one of those people that can come to your school and help get your school back on track with the APR, the academic progress rating. And that was one of the things, Coach, that you did up at Morgan State. And 
and honestly, they at Alabama State, getting those guys back on track academically so they wouldn't be penalized with the APR and, and the NCAA and stuff like that. So, I mean, that, that it doesn't sound like it's a lot to a lot of people, but people, you got to understand, if you fall into that, that APR score that you're supposed to have, you start to lose scholarships. And this is the man that can get you back on track and at least get you get get you in a situation where you don't lose those types of scholarships. But Coach Dean, you got the job at Alabama State. And oh, you guys went 0-5. And, and they let Coach Brian Jenkins go, who's a, a dear friend of mine. But they named you the interim head coach. And under you, right now, your team is 1-0. That's right, 1-0. It's all about, it's all about tomorrow. Yesterday's gone. That's what I told no. the players. It's you know, to go out and just see them play, you know, play, uh, play for each other uh, is mainly what, you know, what, what happened. They went out and they played, had nothing to lose, and, and uh, played hard and came away with a win. Man, that's awesome. And, and I know, I know the, Hornet, the, the, the Hornet Nation is ecstatic right about now because y'all, and you win that game, and then now you got Alabama, Alabama A&M coming up this weekend. Now, this is normally the Magic City Classic, though, right, Coach? Yeah, that'll be next weekend. We have a bye this week, so we get an opportunity to heal up, and so do, so do they. They have a bye, bye week as well. And we play in one of the uh, largest uh, classics in our state and probably in the country, which is the Magic City Classic in Birmingham. Wow. Yeah, I heard about that one. Steve Harvey, you know, the, the, the who's of – of who's who comes out to that game. Am I, am I right, Coach? And we're going to pump that game yeah. up. I would love yeah. to be able to come yeah. up to that game, man, and, and, and do a live broadcast. But, boy, that Montgomery, Alabama, just a little bit too far for you, boy. Man, it, it's still warm weather. You'll be all right. Man, what they call it, <laughs> monkey time. Yeah, that's exactly what they call it. That's exactly what they call it. But it's a Christian tradition. You know, uh, you know, this is the birthplace of the civil rights and right. uh, it's rich in tradition. Martin Luther King, the Dexter Baptist Church is right up the street. The uh uh Emmett Pettus Bridge is there that was crossed. So it's there's a lot of tradition here, man, and it's uh a good old, nice old slow country town as I call it, where you know, you great weather and great folks. And that's awesome. My family is from about maybe an hour and a half, two hours from Montgomery, so I'm very familiar with that area. And, oh, okay. Um, I mean, but but it's coach. I tell you what, man, I've been following you for a long time, and you do an amazing job, man. I can't be happier for you, coach. How does it feel being back at, at in the helm, back at back, you know, the head coach again? I mean, you got that title well, back uh, now. You calling the shots? Well, man, it's one of those things that you know we don't get as many opportunities uh, to have the big whistle and. And then to make the the difference, you know, I you know every coach has their own method and their own uh, you know way that they run their team and their own message that they want to use that platform for. But you know, I get an opportunity uh, as I've done for years is to use this platform as an extension of the classroom, and also use it to make productive citizens, uh, good hard working men that I that I know because um, they come and they would come encounter with our program and the way I run the program that. That, you know, I don't have to worry about them making bad decisions, uh, you know, in, in their future. I don't have to worry about them, you know, leaving their family and, and not being able to to, um, to impact the uh, impact their society. So, you know, I, I just like the opportunity to change lives. And I'm in a position now that, you know, whether it's six weeks or 
uh, the, or from, from now on is to make a difference in these young folks' lives. I'll tell you what, Coach, man, I, but that, you know, and I'm glad you got a chance to say that on the show, but that's how I know you. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, we have very similar interests, morals and values. And so when we got a chance to meet, it was like I was seeing a, a replica of myself. Oh, yeah. You know, so, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, but, but that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's what's coaching. That's what it's all about. You know, winning games is something different. But, yeah. you know, in order for us to be able to make a have an impact in, in a kid's life, man, that, that is extremely important. So, you know, again, thank you for doing that. And thank you for bringing that up on the show. And, um, oh, yeah. Man, I, I mean, I just can't wait to, to, to continue to watch you guys play and see how the season unfolds. Now, oh. Alabama A&M, number one defense in the conference. They rank second in interceptions, first in sacks. They got 22 on the season. Coach, they got four Ooh. guys that are in the top 10 in sacks in, in, the, in the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty impressive. Hey, but oh, they yeah. give up hey. a lot of sacks too now. Gary, well, it would look like uh, you know the team to win the sacks will win the game because you know they <laughs> they play uh, they real salt on defense. They fly around, uh, you know. Uh, Coach Travis Pearson, uh, the, you know, he runs their defense, and ironically, our starting quarterback is his nephew. So, uh, you know, you talking about a wow. guy now that's defending his nephew that he's raised from birth. That you know, he knows all the strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> So you know we you know our work is cut out for us, and, and we just have to find a, a, a an edge. We got to find the edge that we can be victorious. Well, coach, I tell you what, man, if anybody can do it, you can. Coach Donald Hill, hey, Ely, my boy, we my gonna, dog. We're gonna do everything we can. I promise I hear you, my brother. I hear you. Hey, now the the Southwestern Athletic Conference, the SWAC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right now you got Alabama and them in a couple of weeks, and you got um, then, then you, you finish off the, the season with all conference play: Grambling, Jackson right. State, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the chances of you guys winning that conference, Coach? Is it too far fetched? Is it too far gone right now? Or do you have a shot at all? No, we only have one loss in the East, so that's, that's the key. Is that you know we're on the east the east side. We only got one loss. Um, on the East and two loss in the conference overall. So there's a lot of football to be played, you know, and, and, uh, you know, quite naturally with losing to Alcorn, who's on the Eastern side, we would have to get a little help from, you know, from, from some games that they have to play. But, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, go ahead and play out, win out, and let the chips fall where they make. Well, i tell you what, man, like I said, if anybody can get it done, Donald Hill Ely can get it done. I've seen you do it before. And, and I, mean, I just, you know, like I said, I'm ecstatic about you getting a chance to do it again at Alabama State. And a lot of people don't don't know. And we talked about it briefly about the tradition, you know, the Magic City Classic. That, that's, oh, you know, yeah. we, we down here in the state of Florida, you know, and all you, you know, but for my family out there on the West Coast in the state of California, you know, I mean, hey, they don't have an HBCU out there on the West Coast of, uh, of the country. So they don't get a chance no, to experience these types of games, the Southern, the Grambling, you know, the FAMU, Bethune, Cookman Classics, all of these classics. So for all you West Coasters, if you get a chance to come come out east and get over there to Montgomery, Monkey Town, Alabama, you need to go watch this classic. It is definitely a classic, one of the best in the business. 
Yeah, it, it's no doubt if they haven't had an experience to uh, to enjoy an HBCU game or a classic, uh, it's something that they definitely need to put on their calendars. I mean, these, you know, it, the the from the tailgating to the game to the halftime show to the post game mm-hmm. activities, there's nothing like it. You know, it, it ain't no party like a HBCU party. But. <laughs> Hey, I hope I tell you what, we're going to take a break. We got to pay some bills real quick. But when we come back, we're going to continue with Coach Hill and talk about Alabama State. And then we're going to get into the rest of this crazy weekend that we've had, starting with Clemson losing to Syracuse. Come on, man. Really? How about but anyway, we'll take how about a break. Canes, Hurley? Oh, we're going to talk about them Canes in a minute, man. You, 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 you're jumping the gun on me. Hold on. Just, just hold on there with me. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country. Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans. Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest. And Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is The Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we're back. We're back here with Coach Donald Hill Ely, the Alabama State Hornets with the Magic City Classic facing Alabama A&M this weekend. Coach, what is it going to take for you to beat Alabama and them this weekend? Well, you know, again, like I said, you know, we have a bye this weekend, but next weekend is the actual game. But the, you know, it, it's going to take all three phases. You know, we know it's, you know, we're looking for a big defensive brawl. So whenever you know that both teams uh, have strong defenses coming in, you know, offenses, uh, you know, has to uh, protect the football and special special team has to win the, the drive start or either field position. So, you know, we have to be executing and we have to make the, you know, get our points when we can get our points and, and, uh, you know, bend but don't break on, on our defensive side and, and make them earn everything that they get. Yes. 
Now, you, you mentioned earlier that um, the defensive coordinator's nephew is your quarterback, Daryl Pearson. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, how's he doing so far? How's he doing? I mean, it's, well, you've been there for a while, but how's he doing so far? How did he do for you Saturday? Well, he, he actually came off the bench and really gave us the shot and arm that we needed to be successful. It made, uh, I think it was uh, something like nine for 11 or something like that and did a great job with running and managing the offense and put us uh, through, uh, through the ball for two touchdowns. So he did a great job Saturday, and we're looking for building off of that and, and letting that propel us through the rest of the season. Okay, because um, your, your starting quarterback was a kill. Uh, Kobe Jones. Kobe Jones. Kobe Jones. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's from Ocala, Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's right. That's right. Well, good. Well, Coach, we ain't gonna take up no more of your time, man. I'm just eight. Hey, we're honored, and it was a pleasure talking to you, Coach. The, the get down with Hurley Brown. The family of get down with Hurley Brown is gonna continue to support you. If there's ever anything that we can do for you, Coach, just give us a holler. I got one last question for you. Yes, there's sir, a lot of yes, kids that sir. listen Get to the down. show, and I need I need my family to know and understand. What does it take? What is it going to take for a kid to get recruited by one of the best in the business to be able to come to Alabama State? Well, you know, with, with all the rule changes and everything that's going, you know, we, we put a lot of investment, in, you know, and watch a, a lot of the parents put a lot of investments in these camps and all those things. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, they, they have to make sure that going into, you know, at the completion of the junior year, that that student has the required 10 credits and the required 2.5 that they need to even be eligible to be recruited because what they're doing now with a lot of our students is, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to change the population and the makeup of these teams by now evaluating these guys that, okay, well, at the end of your junior year, if you don't uh, have a two five in your, in your core, now when you come to your, your, uh, become an academic redshirt for college the following year. And when you're dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of the HBCUs, they can't afford to pay that. And if you're just a straight-out blue chipper, somebody will find the money to set you out. But what it does, it, it, it stops our kids before that, you know, we got so many other things going on. So it, what it does, it, it puts a, a, a threshold in the middle of the junior year that now, even though they have a great senior year like a lot of our kids uh, mature late, it, it really doesn't help because now they're ineligible because of what they did up to their junior year. So they, I, I would encourage families to study. It's hard, for an, H- it's hard for an HBCU to pay for a kid and have him just sit out in red shirt and not be able to contribute his freshman year. That, uh, it would. It, it's almost like you know, we, we have to, it's all hands on deck. So we all, we already to the point where we only allow to give 63 scholarships. So mm-hmm. in order to bring a student in and now set that student out, uh, where your one, your one, a bowl divisions, they give 82. So it, it's just not, it, it's really just not good business sense to bring a person in. And if they haven't done what they need to do up to this point, now you make a $30,000 investment with the hopes that they get eligible. Uh, it's not going to be too many opportunities that's given that way. So uh, as the parents and the administrators need to do a better job now of helping our kids as soon as they hit their freshman year 
of making sure they have what they have at the completion of their junior year. Because if not, we're going to miss a lot of opportunities, not because they're not good enough. It's just because we hadn't prepared well enough to even accept the blessing that waits for us at the end. So let's get this straight, family. At the end, of, at the completion of your junior year, you have to have 10 credits. Core credits. Core, core credits, credits, which is your you math, your English, your size. Right. You have to have 10 core credits and a 2.5 GPA accumulative from your ninth, 10th, and 11th grade year. If you don't have that, it's going to be hard for you to get recruited. So, family, whatever we got to do, and I know when I was at the University of Miami, we did something, and, and I don't know who else does it, but it was a common practice for us to invite the high school guidance counselors, and the um, high school athletic directors, high school head coaches to the University of Miami, we put on a seminar every year, once a year. And every year you'd go over all the necessary rule changes that the NCAA had instituted that year so that the guidance counselors and the, the, the coaches would know and understand what steps they gotta take in order for their kids to be eligible. So what now, family, what you gotta do, you gotta start in ninth grade. You can't wait till your kid gets to be a a junior or a senior and saying, okay, well, my kid has a chance to go to college because he's good enough and the kid isn't, he's not sound academically. So family, what we got to do, we have to start in the ninth grade and you have to pay attention to what your kids are doing. Find out if you don't know, call, call to the high school or go to one of these camps of seminars with the, with the college is put on, get in touch. Hey, you can call coach Hill. Call me. Email me at the Get Down with Hurley Brown, and we'll get you Coach Hill's phone number. You can call him. And again, he's one of the best academicians in the business. And he can teach you and tell you and school you on how to get your, your son or daughter ready to go to college. So, Coach Hill, I really do appreciate that, and I know the family appreciates it. I know you got a lot to do today, my brother, to get ready for ready for Alabama A&M and Magic City Classic. Go Hornets. Thanks again, Coach Hill. We got to get you back on the show, man, before the season's over with. I will keep on getting down, Hurley Brown. I enjoy it. <laughs> I got you, man. We're going to make it do what it do, homeboy. We appreciate you, my Ain't brother. No doubt. All, All right, right Hey, good luck to you. All right, thank you. Kelvin Harris, my man. Hurley. Kelvin, so this weekend is the 30th reunion for the 1987 National Championship. Can you believe yes, that? Yes, it is. Can you I believe that? Believe 30 it. years, Kelvin? Yeah, we're getting old. No, I know we. You getting old. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no okay. we. So, so okay, hey, let's, 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 let's do a recap real quick, Kelvin. So, okay. this year, the 30, I mean, this weekend is a 30 year reunion for the 1987 National Championship team, the University of Miami, the Miami Hurricanes. All right? Yeah. And BET, the BET Hip Hop Awards, recognize Uncle Luke, Me yes, So Horny, two live crew, for his, for his accomplishments in hip hop. Come what on, man. What was he wearing? And what was uh, he wearing? He was what wearing was that he wearing? pink bow tie. He, it was breast cancer week, a month. Yeah, but Uncle Luke, Uncle Luke in the University of Miami, that, that, that era of the University of Miami go hand in hand. So they recognize Uncle Luke, the University of Miami got their reunion, bro, and 
They inducted Michael Irvin, Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Ring of Honor. Congratulations to those guys. And then, dude, the University of Miami beat Georgia Tech. Thanks again to Daryl Langham. That, that yeah. great play, that the miraculous catch, fourth and 11, fourth and 12. He comes down with the ball off a tip ball. They go on to score, I mean, to, to win the game. Uh, Miami, so Miami remains undefeated, all right? And then, number, Kelvin, Syracuse. Number eight. Seven in the coaches' poll now. Rank seven yeah, in the coaches' poll. And we're going to talk about all this when we get back. We've we got a break in a few minutes, but I just want to give you an idea of what my weekend looked like. Syracuse beat Clemson. There's no way anybody could have told me that was going to happen. No way possible. You're right about but that. they beat them. Alabama, Penn State, James Cole in the University of Georgia, TCU, Wisconsin, Charlie Strong, and Scott Frost over at UCF and USF. Remain undefeated. Soon to be in Nebraska. So, <laughs> come on, man. We ain't supposed to talk about that yet. Colin Kaepernick is still unsigned. Brad Kaya just got released today. Oh. From, yeah, I know, man. That hurt me. And then Marshawn yeah. Lynch and the Oakland Raiders lost to Phillip Rivers and the doggone Chargers. And, and come on, man. You, it's, it's so hard for me to say L.A. Chargers. But I got to say it. The L.A. Chargers. Because my boy's out there. Couple of guys out there: Denzel Perriman, Travis Benjamin, Orlando Franklin, Rayshon Jenkins. But hey, man, I, I'm happy for those guys. But I'm hurt for Marshawn Lynch and and them doggone Raiders, man. I want to cry. But on the flip side, the positive side is this: FIU beat Tulane, and they what they, score. It was 26 to 14, I think, Kelvin. Oh, that's good defense. But, but they, they took control of the game early, and brother, I mean, they they did a great job. I'm so happy for those guys. But we're going to talk a little bit more about, about those things. When we get back, we're going to take a break here for a few minutes. But Kelvin, man, that was just my world this weekend. Last week, it started with, with um, Syracuse beating Clemson, and it hasn't stopped. But FIU beat Tulane, 4-2 and two season, one of the best seasons, you know, in the history of FIU to start. So it Two games away from being bowl eligible, man, we off the chain down here in Merritt Island, Florida, the home of the mighty Mustangs. But we're going to take a break, but we'll be right back in a few minutes. Kelvin Harris and Hurley Brown to get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. 
Kelly is the owner of Macmillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly Macmillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, family, we're back. We're back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Kelvin Harris. Kelvin, like I said, it's been a crazy week, man. Syracuse beat, beat Clemson. FIU beat Tulane. Washington State and Washington lost. And yeah, and now they're, now they're sitting there saying that Mike Leach is going to go to Nebraska. I mean, because his AD went to Nebraska. Ah, come on, that ain't going to happen. But I, I, th- I tell you what can happen and what I believe is going to happen, especially with the way UCF is playing. Man, UCF beat the brakes off of um, East Carolina this weekend. They beat my boy, and he's the defensive coordinator up there. Come on, Coach Prony. I thought we had a chance. But well, I, I don't see I don't see Mike Leach in Nebraska. The the the, the personality of the people and him, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be tight. Yeah, but they want their own, and their own is Scott Frost. That's what I'm saying. I just think that yeah. Scott Frost makes more sense because he's younger, and then he's been you know at Oregon, then he goes and he's being a successful head coach at Florida, Central Florida. And now he can bring that back home to Nebraska, like you said. He won a national championship there. I mean, he's just like I think T. Martin would be a great fit for Tennessee. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see that happening. What do you well, mean if they fire Butch Jones? We, we're going to talk about the hot seat here in a few minutes. So let's continue to talk about um, Mike Leach and, and, and Nebraska. Well, actually – Scott Frost and the University of Central Florida, because there's only six teams that are still undefeated, yeah. and Scott Frost is one of them. Actually, there's one. Up in the state of Florida. Exactly. Now that's a hell of an accomplishment. That is awesome, man. And Charlie Strong. If somebody, Charlie Strong goes. Somebody would have told you at the beginning of the year, Hurley, that at the midway point there would be three undefeated teams in the state of Florida, and Florida and Florida State weren't going to be two of them. Would you have believed them? No, you, you, you never could have told me that. I never would have believed that. Never would have believed that for nothing. You couldn't have paid me to, to say that was going to happen. But Charlie Strong is who he is. That's what he does. Charlie Strong, you know, and Scott Frost is a West Coast guy. But, man, what he's doing over here at UCF is absolutely amazing. I'm so proud and happy for that program. Did, 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 they, did they play each other at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wow. the biggest rival of, you know, one of the biggest rivals now, especially here in the state of Florida. 
Especially when you got a guy like Charlie Strong and Scott Frost. Wow. Yeah, if they if they're under well, they they got a good chance of being undefeated when they play. You know, UCF wow. has got to play UCF is gonna go play Navy, which will be their toughest opponent. Yeah, Navy isn't as potent as they were last year, but they still provide a big challenge with that offense. As you saw this week with us, I mean, you know, these kids don't practice and pass much and then you get to you gotta get your mind right for them chop blocking you all game. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So UCF is gonna play Navy. USF has got Tulane. Miami's got Syracuse, who just beat Clemson. All right. And then Wisconsin, who is one of the other undefeated teams in the country. Is going to play. They got Maryland coming up this week. Then they got Illinois and then Indiana. So there's a good chance that Wisconsin will, will go undefeated. Well, they got Michigan. That's their only tough game. Yeah, you're right. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so I, I take that back. They won't go undefeated. I didn't hear so, any confidence in you make. <laughs> yeah, man. No, 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 no. I read that wrong, boss. But anyway, so the undefeated teams you got right now, Alabama, Penn State, and my boy up there at the University of Georgia, congratulations, James Cole and UGA, Kirby Smart, TCU, Wisconsin, the University of Miami. An amazing game this past weekend. An amazing game. USL, Charlie Strong, and then UCL. Those are the undefeated teams you got right now in college football, the midway point of the season. So Alabama, they you ain't beating. Ain't nobody gonna beat Alabama. That ain't gonna happen. So I just don't think that's the case. I think they can be beat. They can, but who gonna beat them? The teams that can beat them are in the National Football League. No, I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this: Nick Saban does a great job keeping them uh, focused. And they don't turn the ball over. They haven't turned the ball over in like seven or eight games. That's just crazy. But if for some reason they get behind and they got to throw the ball, they're in trouble. Because Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball. And on top of that, he has one receiver. The rest of the receivers haven't developed yet. Now, okay, but, but again, there's, I mean, only, there's only who can beat them? There. There's only two teams in their schedule. I think that give that have a chance, and that's LSU and Auburn. LSU ain't beating Alabama. Auburn's got the best shot, and, and, and I just don't think Auburn – at that time of the year, I think Auburn will be beat up. The morale will be down. I don't think – well, you know, with that being the rival that it is, they got a shot, but I don't I don't see it happen. Alabama's looking at, again, the sixth national championship. Well, so. let's look at this, Hurley. LSU has a coach. For all intents and purposes, ain't really ain't, ain't scared of Nick Saban. I mean, you got to think about something. Coach Ozeron got two rings with us, and he got another ring or two at USC. He's been a part of the dynasties in the last 30 years. And he, he's been toe-to-toe with them for the last few years. They have more people in the NFL than anybody in college football, including us. I think we're number two. So from a standpoint of talent, it ain't talent. So you got to say to yourself, if you Ozeron, if it ain't the talent, if so we, when I say we, the coaches have to step it up. And, okay. All right, so since you say that, Kelvin, where's LSU's offense? There that, lies the, the problem. 
There lies the problem. But yeah. here's so the one with, thing. With that being the problem, how you going to beat Alabama with the defense they got? That ain't well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Alabama, the difference between this defense and last year's defense is, the first thing is they're, they're cleaving at linebacker. Now, they're getting a couple of guys back, but they're, they're down like two to three linebackers. We found every kid is playing good, and then the other kid, I forget, Anthony, uh, I forget his last name. He's, he's back, so they got the two starters back, but they don't have any depth. And then on top of that, they don't have a legitimate pass rusher. They mostly get their pass rush from five-man uh, blitz, you know, five-man packages. So, you know, it just seems like to me, a lot of these teams basically doing the same thing that teams did with us. They're going into the game already defeated. But LSU and Auburn ain't going to do that, especially Auburn. And they got the offense, I think, that can go toe-to-toe with Alabama. And they got just as good defense. That one's a toss-up in my opinion. All right, it, all so. depends on, it all depends on if, uh, if Auburn doesn't turn the ball over. If they turn the ball over, they're going to get run out of the stadium because that's usually what Alabama does. They don't turn the ball over. You turn the ball over. They win the field position game, and they always break one or two big plays. But if they get contained and they actually have to actually drive the ball, Jaylen, I, don't, I ain't got no faith in Jalen Hurts doing that. I mean, at the end of the day? No. Nah. At the end no, of the day, only, like I said, there's only there's only two teams on the schedule left. That I think they could do that. Maybe Georgia, maybe, but they don't have enough offense either. Georgia be the toughest game. I actually, heard I'm going to say something. A lot of people ain't going to agree with it, but there is a team out there that has the offense and the defense to beat them. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Miami. Yes. <laughs> hey, Kel, nah. I tell you what, before you are you know, a hurricane, or you, you bleed you know, orange and green, but Miami ain't no, ready no. for that kind of, they, they ain't ready for that kind of pressure right now. Well, Again, well, I love the hurricanes. Well, well, give give Coach on. Rick a year or two, he'll be ready for it. But right now, nah, he's not ready. Well, hold on, let me, let me ask you the question. Their D-line is okay. Our D-line, from a talent standpoint, if you... If you went and you talked to Mel Kiper and Thomas Shea, I'm willing to bet that at the end of the year, Richard Mac, uh, RJ McIntosh and Kendrick Norton will go higher than any defensive tackle on Alabama's team. And this time next year, Joe Jackson is a first-round draft pick. Okay, they're solid on Alabama's defense. They play the defense good, but there's nobody over there that can actually pass rush. I mean, so they just play a defense, and then they don't have an all-world linebacker. I'll take our linebackers over their linebackers. They got probably the best safety duo in the country at Fitzpatrick and Harrison, but Jaquan Johnson is playing as good as anybody in the country. Um, flipping on the off, we got now three legitimate receivers. We got arguably the best slot receiver in the country. Uh, Amar Richards is a superstar waiting to happen, and we just talked about Darrell Langham. He's a mismatch waiting to happen at 6'5, 220. Plus, I ain't even talking about the tight end. And our running back. And our quarterback is playing at a higher level than their quarterback because he can throw. So, other than the fact that they've been there, what do they have that we don't have? Other than the fact that they've been there. Kelvin, and again, I appreciate your loyalty to the University of Miami. I do. I mean, I take my hat off to you. But right now, my brother, you are delusional. I don't know what it I'm is you're drinking down there in Fort Myers. Miami's not ready. 
What? Well, wait a minute. Miami's Mi- Mi- not ready for the University of Alabama. They're just not. What? Yeah. Is it? What? What part of it are they not ready for? The big stage? Because it ain't physically. We have more draft picks than they do. Your, your defensive line is, is, is as as good as theirs in the country. They're as well, good as theirs in the country. The defensive line. Your linebackers Miami. are really good, very young, hadn't been on that stage yet. You look at the Florida State game, uh, it gives you hope, but there's still a lot of holes. There's still a lot of, a lot of questions that need to be answered. Alabama don't have those types of questions. And Alabama, Alabama. You know, this is the year that Alabama doesn't have, they don't have a Mark Ingram or a Derrick Henry. They got a whole bunch of really good football players, and they are a, a product of that system. Miami's still fighting to get to that point. Don't get me wrong. Hey, look, I love my Hurricanes, and they are doing a fantastic job. But when you start talking about Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, you know, you start talking about these types of football teams, uh, Penn State. I don't even put at this. Point, I don't even put Ohio State. I don't put anybody in the Big Ten in this conversation. They're not well, in this conversation. They're not. Miami is a year or two away from being. A, a prominent football program, but maybe not even two years. Maybe a year away from, you know, they got to go We're there seven, first. They got to get seven there. Games away. We're seven what? games away. If, if we if we win all our games and win the ACC, then what? Well, see, so so that that's the question though. But will you win all your games? You still got Virginia Tech. You still got Virginia. You still got Pitt coming in town. And then now you you get ready to go play a Syracuse team that is on a. Dude, you're talking about they're on cloud 875 right now after beating Clemson. They're saying right no, now I, I, they're going to go undefeated. I, so if I we beat Syracuse this weekend, then we can have this conversation. But right now we got to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk midseason Heisman hopefuls. Who is your yeah. Heisman hopeful at this point of the season? When we get back, hold that thought, Kevin. Don't, don't yeah. say nothing. Hold that thought. We're going to talk Heisman when we get back. Take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, we're back. We're back. You're back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Kelvin, man, you got me all fluttered and frustrated over here talking about this crazy mess. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do about you. I can't fire you because you're my own boy. I love you to death. But, Kevin, man, you are delusional. You are delusional. But anyway, you're my dog. I love you to death, my brother. And I evaluate, I, I value your opinion. Now, we, let's, let's run real quick. We talk about, you know, when we come back, we're going to talk about Heisman hopefuls. There's one guy right now that I'm going to say, Kelvin, and I, you can either agree or disagree, but if we were to name the Heisman right now today, my pick would be Bryce Love from Stanford. It's I, not uh, even close. I pretty, I pretty much agree. Uh, I, I, I feel the problem is because they play so late, most of America doesn't realize he's on a pace to uh, possibly surpass Barry Sanders in the uh, season, uh, most yards in one season. And everybody on the East Coast feels that Saquon Barkley's Heisman to lose because of uh, the early season he had. But Hurley, Bryce Love is that dude. Bryce Love is that dude. Kevin, this, this guy has rushed 135 times for 1,387 yards. He's only played seven games. This dude is averaging almost 200 yards per game. Yep. All right, all right family, y'all listen to me now. So what y'all got to do is you got to T-Bow Stanford. The next time Stanford play. Record the game, and when you come back from church Sunday morning, you need to sit down and watch this game. You need to watch this kid. This kid is amazing. He is having an, an, an amazing season. 135 rushes for 1,387 yards in seven games. Let me tell you this here, Kevin. He's rushed for 100 yards, at least 100 yards in his last nine games, nine consecutive games. He's run for at least 100 yards. Now, in each of those nine games, he had a run for over 50 yards, at least one run for over 50 yards in nine straight games. Come he, on, He man. had a run this weekend where they ran a, a strong side play, and the backside guy, the backside linebacker, overran it just a smidgen. And he went out that back door, and he just literally ran right through the middle of the field, and nobody <laughs> could touch him. I mean, he is a – he got special speed. He is – they, they they bring this up every time they play. He is still the 11 and 12 year old 100 meter and 200 meter uh, national record holder in this country. Wow! So wow. he got special speed. Wow! Yeah, he does, and he's a great are, football those, player. Yeah, those two stick out. I don't know. You got anybody else? Well, the only one, Bryce Love, and then uh, of course Saquon Barkley, the one you just talked about. I don't have anybody outside of that, and no one else has been consistent enough for me to say right now today. That I would well, they're going to put Baker Mayfield's name in. They're going to put Baker Mayfield's name in there, but like you said, he hasn't been. He hasn't been on the level of those two. No, no. I, I think he's 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 good, 
but he's not in the conversation with Bryce Love and Saquon Barkley. Again, Bryce Love has 11 touchdowns already, seven games. And let's just look at your boy now, Saquon Barkley. He's averaging six and a half yards per carry. The dude's getting almost a, a first down. He's averaging almost a first down every time he touches the football. And yeah, then he catches the ball out of backfield. Yeah, Bryce Love is crazy, though. That, 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 I mean, he what he's doing. Nine, nine and some change of yards. Yeah, nine, nine he's averaging nine, yeah, I think 9.3 yards per carry. Dude, he's getting the first down every, every, every time he touches the ball. That's 200 crazy. yards a game, Kelvin. Yeah. 200 yards a game. Well, that, you know what? I'm going to say this. Lamar Jackson is actually playing pretty good, too. Yeah, but it's hard to put Lamar in that category, especially with the, the lack of success that Louisville is having right now. Yeah, yeah and I know he's doing well, he's, but but he's not he's not he's not, not not doing anything close to what he did last year. No, he doesn't have that signature Heisman moment. No, no, no. But again, I mean, then we got the bowl games and we got the playoffs. Now we talked about the undefeated teams. Now, Kelvin, I'm going to ask you, and we'll talk about it again next week because this week is going to be some no, some more crazy stuff going on. But four playoff teams, and who, who do you pick? You get four, I get four. All right, looking at it right now, I would say Alabama and Georgia. Like just you're going off the halfway point, Alabama and Georgia, because it looks like Georgia's going to win their division. Alabama's going to win their division going to be a close game, I think, when they play. Doesn't matter who wins, those two get in. And at that point, it's uh, it all depends on what Wisconsin does. I think Wisconsin has the best chance out of the Big Ten because they don't play anybody. And if they beat Michigan, they're going to be undefeated going into the uh, into the, the Big Ten uh, championship game. So mm-hmm. whoever wins the Big Ten championship game will be my next one. Just off the cuff, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Penn State because I don't I just don't have any faith in Wisconsin because they don't play anybody and then they get in a close game. There's no telling what will happen. And then the winner of the ACC championship game, I think Clemson's gonna win out. I think we got a good shot to win out. Whoever wins that game gets in. Um, honestly, if Kelly Bryant, they can win the rest of their games. I think. If Kelly Bryant is healthy, uh, I'm a homer, so I'm gonna go UM number four because okay. we realistically will be favored to win the rest of our games. And uh, we got Virginia Tech and Notre Dame at home. Um, then it's just basically a fifty-fifty chance in the, uh, the ACC championship game. And I don't know, Hurley, if Kelly Bryant's gonna be the same. And if he's not the same, that other side is a toss-up between NC State. Clemson and maybe Louisville, hmm. but Georgia and Alabama right now pretty much they're they're going to be favored to win the rest of their games. I'll put them in for sure. And then, like I said, whoever wins the Big Ten and whoever wins the ACC, what you oh, got? Man, that's real. That's real specific, though. I, I appreciate that. Whoever wins the Big Ten, whoever wins the ACC, come on, man, we're on the radio, right, baby. You, we can call it. We can call it however line. we want to okay. call. Okay, hold Ain't on. Georgia, hold Alabama, Penn State. Georgia, Alabama, Penn State, Miami. And if I was to rank them, I would say, all right, Alabama probably beats Georgia. We'll be ranked third, so we play Georgia, which would be ironic because Mark plays against uh, Kirby. 
Alabama runs Penn State out the game, then we play Alabama for the championship. There you have it. <laughs> Be like the 1989 Sugar Bowl, huh, Kelvin? Boy, I tell you. Yeah, and we get revenge from the 1992 Sugar Bowl. Uh, yeah, somebody, somebody give me some of whatever he's drinking down there. Well, the get down with Hurley <laughs> Brown, this is what I'm choosing, okay? I got Alabama winning the whole thing. But for the four playoff teams, Alabama, I think Clemson's going to get back into it. Okay, I think they'll win the ACC. Then okay. I'm going to go with Georgia. Okay, but that fourth one, yeah, I think they found a way to get TCU in there. Ooh. I don't think TCU will lose. I think they find a way to get TCU in the playoffs. There has to be a team Wait. from the West Coast. Well, you know what, Hurley? If they beat Texas, I think they'll beat Oklahoma. They they might run the table, but you, they could because they're they're the only team that plays defense in that conference. Exactly, exactly. And so hey, so that is it. You heard it here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. That's our show for today. Again, fam, if you get a chance to watch the Magic City Classic, Alabama State, Alabama Alabama A and M, Monkey Town, Alabama, Montgomery. <laughs> Like you said, a lot of tradition. Again, hey, if you get a chance to watch that HBCU game, you got to check them out. It's going to be a fantastic game. That's the show for today. Stay tuned for Rail of Sports Next on Voice of America Sports. It's been a great day, great show. We'll see you again next week. And trust me, there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on this week, too, when it comes to college football. My Oakland Raiders, hey, man, I'm, I'm bleeding for you. Jethro Franklin, Ken Norton, Jack Del Rio, Marshawn Lynch, my dude. Baby, we praying for y'all, hoping y'all get this thing right. I can't wait to see you win again. But we cheering for you anyway. Win, lose, or draw. Raider Nation, baby. Go Raiders. Next time we get a chance to talk, we'll see you next week. Get down with Hurley Brown. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.